Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Come on, somebody declare this with me. Say, my life is awesome. My future is bright. And I'm on my way. Say, let's say that again. Say, my life is awesome. My future is bright. And I'm on my way. I know some of y'all thinking, I don't feel like I'm on my way too close to even being anywhere near getting to the place of my, where I'm supposed to be going or on my way. That's because you're looking and you're valuing what you're going through or where your current position is in life. But I just believe that we should be looking ahead, come on somebody, to where I'm supposed to be going instead of focusing on what I've got, who, who, what I don't have, who, who walked away, uh, what's, what my week's been like this week. Hello, who am I talking to? Maybe it's just the preacher because he had one of those weeks. But I'm saying you can't focus on where you're at. You need to focus on where you're headed. Because if all you do is looking down at this is where I'm at, this is what I got going on, it's a scary thing if you try to move forward when you're not looking in the direction you're headed. Because what's happened is you're looking at the direction you're headed, and that's nowhere. <laughs> nowhere fast. Amen? So your life is awesome. Your future is bright, and I'm here to declare you're on your way. Amen? I was thinking this morning... What, what, what would you, what would the future you, let's, I'm going back to where I was, where I was headed. I just wanted to drop that thought in there, but what would the future you say to the present you? What would the future you say to the present you? The future you is the person who has now arrived at the place you've been struggling to get to, but because of consistency, dedication, determination, and persistence, you, you, you arrive there. So what would the future you tell the present you? The future you that has arrived there, who, who, because of your consistency, check out what I'm saying, because of your dedication, because of your, 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 your um, uh, 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 denying yourself of the ability to quit, hello, your future you would tell your present you, you got this. Come on. You got this. Just keep on walking. I know that things are crazy. I know that the tide is coming up and you're up to here. But if you'll just keep walking step by step, little by, you got this, baby. Come on. You got it. That's what your future you would tell your present you. But what's, what's happening in the church and in Christianity is our present you is trying to talk our, our, our future you out of where they are. You're not really there because there's no way you could have gotten there because there's just too much going on. It's, just, it's another conversation going from the present you talking to where you're supposed to be. Amen. I got to stop and catch my breath and just to make sure you're capturing what I'm saying. Hallelujah. The past couple of weeks, we've been dealing with the subject of vision and not just where's the church headed, but I wanted to stop the clock at the beginning of the year and go, where are you headed? I want to talk about having God's vision for your life. We all have those, uh, the white picket fence in the, in the house with the number of kids we want to have and all those things. We have all that, but that's ours. And I believe that God will honor those things when it's lined up according to his word. Hello. But there's another difference between what my vision is for my life, because my vision said I will never come back to Chiefland. That's what my vision said. That when I graduated, I didn't leave anything but some really close friends, and those things are cool. But God, surely you've planted me where I am in Georgia, and that's where I shall stay for the rest of my life. 
That was my vision. But then I got introduced to God's vision. It wasn't introduced. It was just reminded that my life is not my own. My life is, it has been bought with a price and my life doesn't belong to me. So my decisions are based on what he thinks I should do, not what Bradley wants to do. See, I'm going to pick on myself a little bit because some of y'all might get uncomfortable if I say maybe you should start asking God what he wants you to do instead of doing what you want to do. I want to speak to you today from this subject, the future you. The future you, due to some technical difficulties again this week, there will not be anything other than the title slide on the screen. So I'm encouraging you now before we get at the end of this message in 25 minutes, you go, man, I wish I would have grabbed a piece of paper or I wish I would have got my phone out or my tablet out to take some notes because I could have used that. I'm telling you, you need this. I need this. I mean, I need everything in this book. But how many knows we don't always agree with what it says? We don't always like the way this makes us feel. Why? Because I'll do it my way. So that's when you sing that song. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. See, it, it's here. It, it, it's his. I belong to him. You belong to him. But he gives us free will to make choices. And today I want to talk about the choices that you're making affect the future you. I want to start out by asking two pivotal questions today. I'm so glad you're here. I want to welcome those listening by podcast and those listening by Facebook Live. We're honored that you are tuned in with us. And those that are in the room, I'm ecstatic that you're here today because I believe life change and life transformation is happening even, even now. First question. What do you want to become? <laughs> now, some of y'all are like, now, Bradley, you can tell my hair's gray, and, and I don't have hair like you, so we're, we're a little older. How are you going to ask us? What do we, we're actually already at retirement. What do you mean, what do we, what do we want to become? No, uh, let me ask it this way. What do you want to accomplish for the remaining years of your life, and how do you want to be remembered? Does that cover everybody from young and old? What do you want to accomplish the remaining years of your life and how do you want to be remembered? Question number one. Question number two, how are you going to get there? Y'all remember before we had Siri, and, which is really cool, they showed me how to turn her off on my watch so she shouldn't come on and interrupt the service anymore. I'm really ecstatic about that. But y'all remember before Siri and, and GPS, we had those, that little... That little yeah, we had the little um, Garmin or whatever, but then, and before that, uh, we had the Yahoo Maps or Google Maps, and you print it off, if you're, depending on where you're going, if you're going across country, you'd have like a dictionary full of turn by turn, y'all remember those? And even before that, you had that big old folded atlas map that you put in the back of your, I held on to that thing just because I didn't trust her, I didn't trust the Siri, I, didn't, I kept her for a long time, I mean, I kept, I kept, the, I kept the map. Because there's something about the good old days. Come on, somebody. Amen? If, if I didn't get there, it was my fault. It wasn't because she told me the wrong turn or didn't tell me to turn soon enough. Talking about rerouting. How about I turn you off and go back to the map? Amen? <laughs> so, so how are we going to get there? You got to have a map. You got to have a plan. You got to have a roadmap for your life. You got to have some guidance and some direction if you're going to get to the future you and we looked at we looked at proverbs 29 18 the past couple weeks which tells us that people perish 
for lack of a vision. People perish. They have no order to their life. They have no restraint. It's they're, unrest- they're just approaching life as fast as life will allow them. And I'm telling you, the governor has been taken off of life. Hello. And we are, we're, it's full steam ahead. This week, I was just like, I'm trying to find the eject button. I got to, something's got to give. Anybody have one of those weeks yet? That, I'm like, something's got to give. Something's about to break, and I don't need it to be me. Amen? So lots of people, so we got to have a vision. Lots of people have aspirations and, and dreams, but they never put a plan together to accomplish what they want to do. I'll never forget growing up, dad would always have, him and Robin would sit down and they would come up with goals and things they wanted to, to, to achieve and, and he would put it on the refrigerator. It took me a lot of years to figure out why he put it there because that's an area he frequented quite often, <laughs> that he visited often. Some of you are like, that's not funny. But it's the truth. If you want to remember something, put it in the refrigerator because you're always going to get something to drink and you always need something to eat. And the church said, you better believe it. Lots of Christians have this idea in their minds of the man or woman of God that they want to become. The only problem is they just kind of wait in hoping that it'll just happen. Listen, just coming in here and not taking what you hear in here back out there and apply it to your life, your life will stay exactly the same. The choice is yours. That's why when the preacher says, take out your notes, it's not because I feel like what I got to say is going to be that good. I just feel like whatever God wants to deliver, because a lot of times the majority of what I say is not even in, what, in preparation time. It's what he's saying for the moment because there's somebody in here who needs to hear that. And if you miss that, because that is what you were going to need this week, there's a reason why you're here today. Don't miss it. Amen? Listen, the truth is you will never become the man or woman that you want to be in the future on accident. Will not happen. You can ask anybody who, who, who is successful in any business or thing. You can look at them and just know that they did a lot of stuff on purpose. They did a lot of planning. They didn't just, just happen, right? It's not like winning the lottery. How many knows that you can, you can drop a 20 on, on that counter at, at, at Midtown Jiffy every day? And you, that, see, that's how we do our hoping that we're going to find the future. I just hope that it happens. Listen, whatever stage of life you're in right now, It's time to ask God, hey, God, who do you want me to be? And show me how to get there. Because some of us, we like, God, show us what you want us to be. Oh, but I got this. I know how to get there. Amy will tell you real quick, all the men in the house. Oh, excuse me. Let me say it this way. All the ladies in the house, does your man like to follow directions or ask for directions if he's lost? Mm -mm. What do we do? Oh, I got this, boo. You just sit right there. I got this. Scroll Facebook. Daddy got it. We do the same thing with God. Why y'all looking at me crazy? Hey, God, show me what you want. Show me who you want me to be. Oh, cool. I got this. Ask yourself, what are some choices that I can begin making right now to get there? Every, what, what we've, why we've spent two weeks on this is because I'm hoping you have a there by now. I'm hoping that, that, that you've got a, a destination that you're, you're through this fast and, this, and, and, and spending time with God on your own personal time outside of church because if the only time you eat is when I'm spoon feeding you, you're starving. So what are some choices that, that you and I can begin making to help us get to there? What, I, what my intentions are today is to get your mind moving, to get your brain 
thinking. I want you to start your week off asking God this. Starting tomorrow, who's the person you want me to be? And what's the future me look like? Show me what the future me, who that is. And now the thing you need to understand is once God shows you a, a glimpse of who you can be, and, and if you recognize that you're not going in the right direction to get there, you've got to make a change. You've got to change directions. Hello. If, if the place that you, 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 you know you're supposed to be going there, but if you know that the, the steps that you're currently taking and the people that you're currently hanging out with aren't actually going to help you get there, it's time for you to start shedding some of that off and, and start changing your direction. What's the old saying? If you don't like what you're getting, change what you're doing. If you don't like the condition of your marriage, change how you're responding to your spouse. Listen, if the direction you're headed isn't leading you towards the destination God prepared for you, it's time to change directions. That's what he gave me uh, while I was getting ready this morning. I was in the middle of shaving, and, and, and I grabbed my phone, and I put that in so that I could drop it in my notes when I got to the church. If the direction you're headed isn't leading you towards the destination that God prepared for you, it's time to change directions. Problem is, we're not willing to change because we, we like. What we do, we hate change. <laughs> the first step you've got to take towards God is we've got to start spending time with God. Amen, well, B, we're in church. We here with you. We're spending time with God. But again, this shouldn't be the only time. This is just training for what you should be doing the rest. Because how are you living the rest of the week? How's your steps? How's your steps the other six days? It's time to start going to God and saying, God, show me who you want me to become. And my friends, let me tell you, the only person who can show you your purpose is the one who created you for it. That was another bathroom download this morning. I was still shaving in case you were curious of what I, where I, because I know, I know some of y'all like, how real are you going to be? Not too real. I'm just telling you I was shaving. And he said, the only person that can show them. Their purpose is me because I created them for the purpose. I put the purpose in there and, I, and I'm, and check this out. And God is already on the other side where you're supposed to be going. He's the, because the Bible says that he's, he marks out all of our days and he's already gone before us. So the area that you're headed, he's already moving stuff out of the way. The problem is I'm not following him. So I'm trying to, he's, he's, he goes before me. So he's moving things out of the way. I'm not a, I've never been a football player. I know that probably doesn't surprise many of you because of my physique. But I know that when, you, when that guy gets the ball, I know that there's, there's a linebacker and he's making a way. And sometimes, and I don't want to always understand why they'll go, that when they could have went around and they go straight through the middle, that's because there's somebody in front of them trying to push the way all the way through so they can get there. And God is already out there saying, you got this? I got you. Listen to my voice. It's interesting because the Bible makes this very point very clear in Proverbs 3, 6. And it says this, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Not seek direction on Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook. No, he said, he said, seek my will in all that you do and I will show you which path to take. 
So what I'm saying is this. We need to pray. We need to read. And we need to fast. I didn't say move there fast. I said fast. I said, tell your flesh, I'm going to let that thing die in me and I'm going to spend more time with God. That's called fasting. If you're one of those people who walks, wants to walk away today with something tangible, here it is. Here's your homework. You ready? It's exactly what we're doing together as a church for those that are on this 21 days of prayer and fasting. We're in the last week. And I was expecting somebody to say amen. Or maybe y'all jumped off the fasting ship. I don't know. I almost jumped off something the other night because my sister turned 34. And we took her to a new restaurant in Gainesville called Prime and Pearl. Now, I checked the menu before we went. And they specialize in steaks. And, and then the pearl is the oyster side and the seafood side. So we get there with a group of her friends and our family. And Connor was there. And, of course, he's family. And we, the, 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 the um, I almost said maitre d'. The waiter comes out and he says, so how many have ever been here before? None of us had. So he went through the rundown and he gives us the glorious menu of how they prepare steaks and oysters. And he said, all of our meat comes from Omaha, Nebraska. And it's aged for like 35 days. Actually, it was in this dry cooler and a wet cooler on the way in. You could see them. I'm not talking about what you see at Texas Roadhouse. I know some of you are like, I'm going to need you to speed it up because now I'm hungry. But you walk in and you see all this. And, and so, so Amy says, so when, when the waiter walks away, she said, what you going to get? And I was like, baby, you know I'm going. And I stopped mid-sentence. And I said, we're fasting. And mine, one of mine is red meat. So guess what I did not do? And Ansley Grace even asked me, hey, dad, what you going to do? <laughs> mm. It's like grace turned into the devil. Not, it's like, so pastor, what you going to do? I went for the, the black and red fish. I guess ate the red fish. Let me tell you something. I'm, 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 I'm glad. I, I was like, what? my flesh, my flesh was like, next year, just change, just change, just do something different. I was like, no, nah, it's got to be something that hurts because I'm, I'm tired of eating chili with turkey meat and spaghetti with turkey meat. I'm, I'm denying my flesh because my flesh, I, I recognize that that's not, that's not cow. That's gobble, gobble. I recognize that. My taste buds recognize it before it ever hits my stomach. See, what is fasting? It's telling myself, no, I'm telling my flesh that will die. That desire will die because I would rather spend time with God praying about the future me than I am taking care of me. So, so on this 21 day fast, we're praying together. We're reading together and we're fasting together. It's the last week of the journey. Listen, if you haven't jumped on board with this, with, with us on this, you can start today and, and do it for six, the last six days with us. Hello? Huh? I mean, think about what would, could happen in your life if for the next six days you said, I'm going to fast something that my flesh wants. It could be all food. It could be, it could be a meal. It could be Facebook, it, whatever your flesh, and I'm telling you, your flesh needs it. And the moment you recognize that this is what you should be fasting is when you tell your flesh no, and it raises up. 
or, or it tries to um, water it down. Well, it's really not that bad. Do y'all know how, y'all, how much time you can waste and lose in, social, in the social media? Just, it just uses the black hole. You're like, you look up and you're like, man, two hours went by. You don't believe me? If you got an iPhone, check your usage. You'll know if you need to fast that. Okay, let me move on. Let me move on. It's saying, God, I'm going to spend time with you so that you can pour in to my spirit. I'm not worried about my flesh. I need you to pour into my spirit. God, uh, I, I, need you to, I need you to show me the man or the woman of God that what, my future, what the future me looks like. Who is that and how do I get there? See, when you start conversations like that with God, you need to tune out everything else because everything else will tell you who you're supposed to be and what the spouse you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to respond to stuff. When you start asking God, you need to shut everything else off. Starve your flesh. And I don't mean food-wise. I'm saying you starve your flesh so that your spirit can grow. Amen? Amen. Proverbs 21.5. Proverbs 21.5 says this. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. That's not just money. Uh, that's called being successful in something. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Y'all remember the story of, of, of Abraham and Sarah? They found a shortcut. We'll just let Abraham, Abe, we'll just let you sleep with my assistant. How's that sound? <laughs> he did it. He looked for a shortcut. And that's a whole nother message. I feel like God is saying today to those of us in this room and listening online is come spend time with me and I'll help you see who I want you to, to be. But then, based on what we just read, I expect you to put a plan in place to get there. Time spent with God plus good planning equals the future you that you really want. Time spent with God plus, plus good planning equals the future you that you want. Proverbs 4, 26 and 27 in the Amplified says this. Consider well. Everybody say consider. consider. Well, and watch carefully the path of your feet, and your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn away to the right nor the left where evil may lurk. Turn your foot from the path of evil. Consider well. Consider well and watch carefully. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Do we really consider well? Or do we just say, oh, well, I got this. Listen. What he's saying, and, he, and, he said, and he, what he's saying, and I'm going to say it again, make the right choices. Make choices that help, that help keep you on the right path. Listen, every day of our lives, we make decisions and choices that whether we realize it or not, listen, those choices are either taking us closer to the person that we want to become or they're taking us further than the person that we want to become based on our choice. So I ask you, How's your choices? Listen, you can have a vision for your life and even pray uh, to God for help in getting there. But if you're not making decisions and choices that help you steer there, you're never going to get there. Amen. 
Write, 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 it, write it down this way. I, I love this. Our decisions determine our destination, but it starts with a plan. What's the old saying? A man failing to plan is a man planning to fail. If you, if you fail to plan, your destination will be failure. All right, so... In the, in the remaining moments that we have in today's talk, I want to give you some practical steps that will help you reach your destination of becoming the person that God desires you to be. Here it is. Number one, start small. Start small. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to get to, to the man, of, man or woman of God that God is calling us to be. Listen, that means don't leap. Start with a step. Anybody ever said, coming into January... I, I, I do want to take a poll around the room. Anybody ever said in January, I'm going to read the Bible in a year this year? Anybody? Anybody? Come on now. Every Christian in America, around the world, everybody at least has said it one time. I'm not saying, did you do it? I'm saying, did you make, did you make that statement? I'm going to read the, you started a reading plan. And it was good for the first five days. And then some things in life happened. What a coincidence. Some things in life happen, and you missed a day, and you picked it back up the next, and you missed two or three days, and then you're like, well, I just failed. I'll just catch it again next year. Anybody ever done that? Sorry, y'all. Is that good? Okay. I won't leap no more. See, don't leap. Just take a step. If I'd have taken a step, things wouldn't have went crazy. Hello, and y'all wouldn't have got distracted, and we wouldn't have wasted time from God's word. Stop taking leap and take a step. Thank you. See, all things, I'll, I'll turn it all around and make it an illustration. Somebody asked me today, what's your illustration? John Deere tractor tent? I said, no, just me. And I guess me and my necklace. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Start small. Start by taking small, consistent steps. Just take cons consistency. It's inconsistency that will prevent you from becoming the man or woman of God that he is calling you to be. Inconsistency. Inconsistency will never bring about change. Look at things in our city that have started Buildings that have been erected as brand new, but because of inconsistencies, they never got off the ground. Oh, they're standing, but nobody ever moved in. Inconsistencies. I told you that God is wanting to make sure that we're going to be consistent in the small things with what we have before he gives us the larger facility that's going to hold more people. He wants to know, can you manage the people that are coming before I send you the ones that need me the most? Amen. So we're going to remain, we're going to continue to take small steps. And I've, I told the leadership team last night, we met, I felt like as we turn the new year, there's such momentum. I'm feeling like, man, I got I to turn a new trick. I did John Deere tractor. What, what, am I going to pull a plane in here? What, like a boat? What, what, what are we doing? And it's like the Holy Spirit said, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do more. Just cons be consistent and take one small step. Listen, the key to finding success in these areas or any area is by making small improvements. Small improvements. What am I saying? Small decisions turn into big results. When we stay consistent. Somebody say start small. Zechariah. It's almost the, one of the last books right there before the New Testament. Zechariah 4.10 says this. Do not despise. Everybody say small things. Do not. And I remember this verse as a small child, but I looked at it a little different now. Do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices just to see the work begin. 
Church, if you will take a small step towards the, I don't know where God is leading you or calling you, just stay open. Had that conversation with somebody just this, this week. Stay open. I don't know what. But if you'll, if you'll just make one small step, the moment that you make the small step, I just believe based on according to, uh, according to God's word that, that he's saying, that's my child. He gets it. He's got it. We're going to get, he's going to get through this. He says, it says, don't despise the small beginnings for the Lord. What? Rejoices. Rejoices to see the work. What? begin but we it just can't begin it must remain consistent all right so number one start small number two schedule it schedule it start small and schedule it anybody i don't have my phone on me but anybody anybody go buy a to-do list on your phone or a calendar like if it ain't on the calendar it's likely that i'm gonna forget it don't really have anything to do with my age. It has everything to do with the fast pace of life. Schedule it. So what am I saying? If you know that you need, you've not been spending time with God, I'm not saying 30 minutes. I'm saying start out small, five minutes. Five minutes. There, there was a study done that said if you will read his word for six minutes a day, by the end of two years, you will have read the entire Bible. Six minutes. Six minutes. But the cool thing is, when you start six, you're like, you get in there and like, it's like that episode that, you know, they, they, that, 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 that Netflix show, right? And they, they, they say, oh, that's the, they leave you on a cliffhanger, right? And then you got to come back and watch it in the six months, right? You, you're like, come on now. It's the same thing with the Bible. Like, you'll be reading stuff and you'll be like, six minutes? No, I got to find out what just happened. Like, what happened with Abraham and Sarah and Hagar? Like, what happened? And it won't take two years. So, so schedule it, schedule the time. What would it look like if, if you get up, if, you're, if your alarm goes off for me, it's 4 a.m. because I'm at the gym by 545. So some people are like, why don't you just get up and go straight to the gym? And I got to have some coffee. I got to wake up, right? And so, 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 so what happened if, if, if at four o'clock I, I set my alarm and, and then while I'm standing at the coffee maker, I talk to Alexa and say, hey, play elevation worship. So I'm firing up some elevation worship while I'm still doing the part that I want to do, get some coffee. And then what if I sit down and while I'm waiting uh, and I start reading the Bible, schedule it, like put it in your phone and go, this is, this is 4 a.m., this is 4.05, this is 4.10. My family knows I work by a schedule. We go on family vacation, it's all, it's all out. Like the time schedule, hey guys, we're supposed to, we're sp- I, Daddy got the reservation. We we going. We're not fasting tonight. Daddy can have a steak. Let's go. <laughs> right. I'm, what am I saying? Schedule it, because good intentions will never bring about change. It's why you haven't had dinner with that other person in the church, that family. That you say, hey, let's go have dinner with them. You know why you haven't done it yet? Because you've intended to, but you didn't schedule it. Adam, what do we say all the time when we say, hey, we got to get together? Yeah, but, 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 but what do we say? Let our wives talk it out, don't we? See, we're smart. We've been, we've been in this thing for a minute. Let the ladies get together. It's their schedules. We'll, we just show up, right? But what do we do? We schedule it. Schedule it. All right. What if you started tomorrow? What if you finished up the fast with us and took the next six days, set your alarm for 15 minutes earlier than you normally do, and spent those 15 minutes? putting some worship music on, read some scripture, and just say, hey, God, it's me. I'm not talking about, oh, dear Heavenly Father, thou lovest me greatly, I know, and I failed. Might I just say, hey, God, it's me. I'm going to need you today. Matter of fact, you already know what, I got, what I'm faced with today. I'm going to need you. 
You know why people don't like to pray? Because we come up here and try to put on that facade voice. Dear Heavenly Father. <laughs> Man, I'm not knocking because when the presence of God, things get under. But I'm saying, you know why people, because they don't want to look kooky. God's not kooky. He is so real. I'm real. I'm, I'm tired of fake. I'm, ti- I'm tired, ti- tired of fake. Fake never changed nobody. All right. Number three. Let me go back and read that. Proverbs 21.5 says, again, good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Scheduling is planning. Hard work starts with point number three. Stick with it. Start small. Schedule it. Stick with it. One of the best quotes I've ever heard by Pastor Groeschel was this. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. God says it this way, let us become, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's Galatians 6, 9. Stick with it. I feel like God is saying to us in this house today, just spend time with me and I will put you on the path. I'll show you where I want to take you. Listen, God specializes in taking our small choices and turning them, turning them into gigantic changes. Did you hear me? God specializes in taking my small steps. He can't do much with my leap. And a lot of times, leap, if I don't have my footing right, and if I'm not fat, grounded right, if I take a leap, I'll fall. But I'm, I'm, the chances are pretty good that I'm going to remain on my feet if I continue to take small steps. In closing, where do we start? Where do we start? By spending time with God. It's where we start. I can come up here and give you all the famous Joel Osteen quotes and, and, and 10 steps to a better life and all of that stuff. And you can try to go out and do that stuff. And a lot of times those are leaps. We turn them into leaps instead of small steps. But the, really the step that we need to do is spend time with God. Spend time with God. Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14 says this. When you come looking for me, you will find me. So, 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 so those of you who say, hey, I've tried it, just, just nothing's really changed. Man, there's times I, you come to church, you may not feel nothing. But when you, consistent, when you get consistent, right, and stick with it, you'll, you'll feel the change. You'll see the change. When you come looking for me, oh, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. This is message translation because you're like, wow, this is really, I'm I'm getting this. I'll make sure you, you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I'll turn things around for you. I don't know about you, but I've needed God to turn some things around. I've, in my life, I've needed him to turn my attitude around. Everybody say attitude adjustment. I know some of y'all probably don't even know what that is. It's just me, preacher, preacher problems, attitude adjustment. Because I know none of y'all are selfish. None of y'all like to have it your way, right? Listen, are there areas in your life right now that could use a turnaround? Is there areas in your life right now that God, that you could, you could use a turnaround? We all do, right? The good news is, I want to give you some good news aside from all the jokes 
it can start today with one choice and one decision turn it around whatever you're facing whatever you're going through whatever has got you at your wits end whatever you're dealing with whatever the hurt whatever the unforget listen he will turn it around with just one choice and one decision the choice to change the decision to stick with it start small yeah because God has a future for you that's brighter than the one that you're living right now anybody receive that God has a future for you that's brighter than what you're living so for those of you that go man I'm I'm good right now well (laughs) it's brighter than that God's picture and vision for your marriage looks brighter than what you've got right now hey babe you think it's good right (laughs) we're not doing that yeah it's good it's better it's gonna get better some of y'all need to do what I just did I mean you talk to her too much I'm just showing you how to live I'm trying to teach you how to keep it keep it real because the future that he has for you is brighter and bigger than the one you've got right now the marriage the job I'll leave this with you Adam you ready Jeremiah 29 11 all comes down to this why for I know the plans that I have for you not declares past to be declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future God is saying I know the future you I know who I want you to be I've got a calling on your life would you start small that's what he's asking will you start small will you schedule it will you schedule him it's sad to say we got to do that but when I schedule it that's my determination to go it's important to me to spend time with him and I'm going to stick with it because I know that where I'm at he's got more for me and he has more for this ministry we're going to continue to walk and be faithful this year the best is yet to come I believe it amen can you give Jesus Christ a praise offering hallelujah Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.